guys they were using well i guess um last round it was two but it was on nxt or whatever no now they've cut guys that they were using on their main show two weeks before and i don't know when the last time one of them was on raw so uh we will talk about that in the random the rumor we also have smackdown raw and nxt to chat about Joining me for said chat, as I have mentioned, is Mr. Evan Williamson. Evan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good myself. Finally got two days off for the first time in a while, so hey, that's fun. So, without further ado, I think we should get into it. The WWE has, so they did the, they released a bunch of guys, sadly, mm-hmm. um, last year, right? Was that the first year they did it? Well, I mean, they've always done it around WrestleMania time, so it's not new. But, you know, it was really felt last year and then a year to the date again. And then they released more people last month. And then they cut a bunch of backstage folks. Yeah. And reorganized apartments. And now here comes more. But I think last month was more of NXT, not uh, me. Um. And now here comes six more. Mm-hmm. WWE has ter- is come to terms with the releases of Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Mm-hmm. So, a former Universal Champion, yep. who you've been using on TV for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Or, Just had a championship match. Is it several? Actually, it's now that I said it. It's been Great. a bit. Alistair Black, ex-NXT champion, guy you just built a new character for and hyped up. Just started a major angle. Lana, let's be honest, this was probably coming. She's going off to AEW to be with her husband, I would assume. Murphy, not that you were doing anything with him specifically, but you did have a storyline going with him not that that long ago. I mean, it was during the height of the pandemic and one of the more popular stories at the time. Since then, nothing. Yeah. On Supermarcy uh, Drops. And they they never did flush that out, did they? Nope. Uh, Ruby Riot. They're not doing anything with her. I mean, she's been wrestling. But, yeah, no stories, no nothing. Santana Garrett. I don't even know who this is. She's a very good wrestler, but she hasn't been around. She's been pretty much used as enhancement talent, pretty much. Oh, okay. I mean, the last time... I mean, she's pretty much... Battle Royale, Royal Rumble fodder. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, the last time she competed was at the Royal Rumble. So, my immediate thought is... Excuse me. Um, my immediate thought is, like... I don't really understand the reason... 
Why? I, I have seen around the intranet, so, you know, take it how you will, as always with most things. Um, I have seen around that there were some issues as relates to the whole uh, Braun Strowman thing, him backstage. Hmm. Apparently there were problems. Um, but even still... I didn't really think there was, you know, I didn't know that there was enough issues to cut him. Usually what I heard about these things before, um, and maybe I've just been so far out of the loop, I haven't seen anything on YouTube or anything, uh, you know, from the other various media outlets or whatever, um, or for the Wrestling Inc. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm kind of surprised with the Braun thing, but apparently he's got backstage issues. That's why they completely blindsided Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. And that now this release, I would love to hear there to be a leak or something that explains why the heck they did this. Because I seriously can't understand why they did this. Mm-hmm. So uh... because this makes. No sense. It does not. Uh, very little of these releases makes any sense. So, Alistair Black uh, has been hyping up his return for probably a good couple months now. Um, then uh, he finally made his re-debut uh, two weeks ago during the Fatal 4-Way uh, Intercontinental Championship match mm-hmm. where he gave the Black Mask to Big E, obviously starting a feud there. And then the next week on SmackDown, I do not believe it was mentioned once. So, I yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rumors going around, but I, I don't really want to entertain those rumors. You've probably seen some of those rumors. I don't want to even, inter- even want to entertain that idea at the moment. What, uh... What do you mean by rumors? Uh, company rumors. Oh. Um. Yeah, this is uh very interesting. Like, and you know, it was brought to my attention that we have gotten rid of eleven women in forty-five days. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Granted. That number for men is is higher, but you know the the uh, rate is about <coughs> ratios and stuff. I believe they now have seven women on the SmackDown roster now, two of which are tag team champions. Sure. Uh, one of which is off right now, filming something or just taking a break in Sasha Banks. Uh, believe only. I, who knows what the... I assume the tag team champions are uh, babyface, but then you have Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. That's about it. Um, you only have... You literally only have two women's tag teams now. How far are we removed from the from the uh, pay-per-view? Which one? Dedicated to women. A couple of years. And half half the company's gone. Um, you only have two tag teams left, which is the the as as coined by Oscar, the sexy muscle friends. Um, 
and Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. And of course, uh, Tamina and Natalia, because obviously it appears that Shayna and Naya are going to part ways soon. So, I mean, there, it's an easy fix, you know, always put Nikki with uh, Alexa. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some other people. Maybe we could call some NXT people up. I don't know. But they're getting rid of too many people. And it seems like because we're going to end up seeing like the same matches over and over again. And also, we're running out of uh, fodder. <laughs> You're getting too familiar. It's like, okay, so who are you going to have lose then? Right. <laughs> so the Strowman one, uh, like I said, I haven't been watching Raw much, so I haven't really been on that. The Alistair Black one is shocking because they literally just started something and everybody was excited about it. Um, the, uh, I mean, the Ruby Riot thing is shocking because uh, to tag team-wise... I mean, they were, like, the only, like, pure tag team left in the women's division. Um, and uh, the Lana thing is somewhat surprising because they've been, they were trying to build her up a lot, and then they went nowhere. And she's been, I mean, her story is fascinating. She's been staying in uh, Tampa, I think, you know, instead of going home. And she's been training this whole time with an Italian TJ and from what I've seen and heard, she has improved a lot, mm-hmm. but apparently wasn't good enough. Uh, hopefully she continues training and she, maybe she'll be back someday. Um, uh, Santina Garrett, they never really used. I don't even know what she was. I mean, it's unfortunate, but um, is that everybody? Yes, I believe so. Right. And, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, like, because you see you see on Twitter, you know, all the reactions from the different superstars from from all, all around the wrestling world, mm-hmm. especially in WWE. It's like that has to be terrible for morale. All the releases, you mean? Oh, absolutely. And I, I, at least I they, can't at least they did could. it yesterday as opposed to today, because today because then it'll be like, oh, we just released everybody. OK, Smackdown time. Yeah. <laughs> He released everybody SmackDown time. Yay. Jeez. That's the way it happened the last couple months. So pretty much all this proves is that pretty much nobody's safe, and that's very concerning. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's terrible. So, uh, pretty much uh, all uh, superstars should uh, turn off your phones. Uh, find a way to communicate with people in other ways. That way, or, or you know, you know, it, this is a perfect advocacy time for screening your calls. <laughs> it's the American way. So, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this is the last round of that, and hopefully, you know, and, and if it is budget regions, hopefully they can uh, get agreements to bring some of the people back, you know, and and uh, 
you know, at lower at lower rates if if they so want to, if the super system themselves want that. But we'll see. Um, other uh, random rumors is pretty, like I said, pretty much. I mean, the only big rumors is pretty much stuff that we I don't want to talk about because it's all speculation and something I don't really want to think about. Um, double or nothing. Uh, I forgot to we forgot to go through what the matches were um, last week, but uh, we're I'll go ahead and go through them uh, sure. from a bottom up. The NWA Women's World Championship was champion Serena Deeb defeated Riho. Um, Hangman Page defeated Brian Cage. Um, in in the in the uh, rhyming match in the Dr. Seuss match. Just because it's Page and Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and why aren't they attacking me? That's my question. Um. The uh, tag team titles on the line, the Young Bucks defeated John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Uh, the Casino Battle Royale to determine the uh, well, future shot at the World Championship. Jungle Boy ended up winning that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Anthony Ogogo. Ogogo? Yeah. O-G-O-G-O. I actually like that name. That's a great name. Reminds me of Gilligan's Island. Hamlet Ogogo. Um... Uh, he is uh, British. Uh, the TNT champion, Miro, uh, formerly known as Rusev, uh, defeated Lance Archer. And finally, after more than two years of waiting, Britt Baker is finally the AEW Women's Champion. About as she defeated, time. As she defeated Hikaru Shida. It has been a long, long, long time. Long of it, Supposed to have been champion and has not been champion. Um, Sting and Darby Allen defeated Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, Kenny Omega defeated Pac and Orange Cassidy for the championship. And uh, the Inner Circle defeated the Pinnacle in a stadium stampede match. So that's pretty much, excuse me, what uh, Double or Nothing had. But uh, yeah, like I said, congratulations are way overdue for Brit, Dr. Britt Baker, DDM, for, uh, for uh, winning the Women's Championship, finally. Um, is there any other? Oh, I guess we should mention this. Um, so uh, they said that this was strange, but uh, apparently, um, and I guess it does sound strange. Apparently, uh, everybody, like all the te- like the WWE sent an all talent text about yesterday's releases. So, like, everybody knew about it. I just thought that was interesting. Do you have uh, any other news potential? Um, nope. Not that, not that I see anything. I mean, I think uh, Luchadora passed away the other day by drowning, but I don't... I apologize. I don't remember her name, and I don't see any information about it on the main 
sites. So um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, so I guess we'll go to, oh, it, it, here's just a random thing. I mean, uh, back in 2006, you know, with ECW, uh, apparently uh, Sci-Fi requested for an alien gimmick on ECW and Vince McMahon turned it down because he thought it was stupid. Which brings us to, you know, the part of the show where we talk about how WWE should give creative control to Triple H, have uh, Stephanie uh, do business side stuff and uh, Shane do whatever and uh, get Kevin Dunn out, of course. Um, yeah, so want to go to a SmackDown? Yeah, let's go to SmackDown. Evan, what do you have? So SmackDown was actually, uh, I would say, somewhat interesting build of a show. So it opened up with the Usos versus the Street Profits, which was a great match. And uh, the Usos end up winning, uh, earning them a shot for the tag team titles. Uh, Natalia, and then like right after that, it goes into another tag team match. Natalia and Tamina defeated the Riot Squad. Uh, after that, it went right into... I mean, I'm sure there was little segments here and there. But uh, then it went right to SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, beating Carmella. And uh, let's just uh, and uh, Bailey was on commentary. And I will say again that Bailey is one of the greatest people to speak on commentary when she is uh, chatting with Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. And again, Pat McAfee is incredible. He's definitely in the right place. Um, uh, uh, Seth Rollins uh, came out with uh, another awesome suit. You know, I don't like to dress up, but I think I would wear some of his suits. Just because they're so weird. Um, He just talked about Cesaro and blamed the universe for what happened. Now, this was confusing, so I don't know if I misheard something or something. So, Kevin Owens faced uh, Apollo Crews. Okay. I heard, like, you know, various things about how it was an Intercontinental Championship match and how it wasn't an Intercontinental Championship match. So, I don't know if it was or not. But uh, during that match, uh, Kevin Owens was about to win when uh, Commander Aziz blasted Kevin Owens with the devastating Nigerian nail in the throat, causing the disqualification and resulting in Kevin Owens gasping for air. You had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura facing off against Chad Gable with uh, the return of Rick Boogs, who is Mm. awesome. Uh, Especially... Shinsuke... Nakamura. Uh, he ended up beating Chad Gable, and during this match, uh, King Corbin stole back the crown. And but wait, when he was confronted by Shinsuke, Rick Boogs hit him with the guitar, and so Shinsuke returned and got the crown back. So along lived the king. Then we had a, a replay of the. Uh, of the uh, tag team championship match with uh, Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Reed. 
Uh, it's not clear, but it's probably obvious that. So, Ramosphere suffered a, a mysterious attack backstage. So, I mean, their dirty dogs denied it, but who knows? Um, but Dominic came in and went at it alone with them and ended up winning and retaining the tag team championships uh, on the uh, Mysterio distraction. And yeah, that's pretty much it for SmackDown. Uh, like like I said, no mention of Black, I don't think. No mention of Big E. Um, and uh, next week we'll have a match for the ta- SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Usos uh, versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic. And I think also an uh, Intercontinental Championship match between Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens. So, we had on... You ready to go to Raw, by the way? Yep. So, so here's the interesting... Um, buckle up, everybody. Buckle up, everybody. So here's something interesting from Raw. Um, there was a beat-the-clock challenge between Nikki Cross and Charlotte Flair this time. Yeah, I believe this time she was like, I can beat you in one minute or something. No, it was still two minutes. It was still two minutes. I thought she said one minute. Nope, it was still two. The timer was still. At she two. may have. She may have said she could beat her in one minute, but it was probably still two minutes. Yeah. So it's like I can beat you in two minutes, and instead of just like so with the Ripley thing, Nikki kind of took a different approach to it. She didn't use the like traditional thing that you would think of to win that match with. Like you would think. Be very fast, be very light, be very agile, escape the ring, and just waste the clock. Mm-hmm. But Nikki actually kind of, like, went with Rhea. She avoided Charlotte. She did the smart beat-the-clock challenge tactic. Mm-hmm. And then, she, after avoiding Charlotte for probably a minute, she went back in the ring, thought she had an opportunity, and Charlotte got at her. They fought for a little bit. Then with three seconds to go, Charlotte almost had the sharpshooter, but Nikki just kind of kept kicking and squirming. And You mean the... Uh, the uh, or not eight? the sharpshooter, the, fi- the figure. Well, the figure four, I think the f- yeah, figure eight. The figure eight is the bridge. bridge. Yeah, so figure four, sorry. Nearly had the figure four, but Nikki just kept kind of squirming around and beat the clock at two minutes. So... So there's kind of these exhibitions for Rhea and Charlotte built around Nikki Cross. But Nikki has won. I mean, they go down as victories. Like, she has won both of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to decipher if this is... I think it's a bad thing. Well, at least they both... Guy. Neutral or bad for Nikki Cross, but then again, they haven't put her on TV, so maybe I'm trying to decide how this is for Nikki Cross. I don't understand. Like this, just makes Charlotte and Rhea both look bad for no reason. I mean, at least they're equally looking bad. I know, but like, what? Like, if they were both going to lose, and it's I not, mean, um, you could argue one, the uh, Rhea Ripley one, was was on. the hmm? in this one. Um, Nikki at one point runs behind Rhea Ripley and kind of like we get like the the face off between Charlotte and Rhea and you could probably say with this one oh you know Rhea and Charlotte's thing cost 
Charlotte the match because she was too distracted. Like, she didn't have focus, and she'll need that focus on X day for the championship or whatever. But the real one, there's no reason Rhea should have beaten her, especially since Nikki was actively trying to fight her, and Nikki did not try and fight Charlotte at all. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to bring that point up. That in this one, they did this like you would think. Like, a beat-the-clock with an underneath person and a top person who's in a championship feud, and then the people feuding, like, kind of get involved with each other a little bit. And it winds up, oh, no, that person ran out of time because they were going over John with the person that they're fighting with. Like, that is how I feel like this would be done. Um, I don't want to say traditionally because there's not a lot of these. Well, traditionally, but like, there's something on the line with the beat-the-clock match, and you want, it, it behooves you to actually win the match well, outright. Yes, yes. But I'm saying, if you were going to do this, you would think that's how they would do it. They didn't do it with Rhea. They did it with Charlotte. So I feel like it makes Rhea look worse. I don't think it makes either one of them look fantastic. But Charlotte at least has the excuse of being too focused on Rhea, whereas Rhea doesn't. So it's a vessel for the Rhea and Charlotte feud. Because remember, I said the first time we saw this last week, with Ripley, I said, look, Nikki Cross is not the person you should be doing this with. You should be doing other stuff with Nikki Cross. This is stupid. And then I was like, okay, well, at least for Nikki's sake, she held out in the ring. I don't know where this goes for you. It can only go badly. Then this week, they do what I think Nikki probably should have done to both people, which is just run away. And just outsmart them, you know, outquick them, whatever. And then you have the confrontation with Rhea and Charlotte. It's like, okay. Well, there's a possibility that there was more on the line with this one than the one from last week. Not, uh, I, I, I watched, I watched it. I watched a clip. They didn't say anything on commentary. I, I know, but they had like a whole big segment before that that went over or something. So I don't know if that. Out of the, like. The the commentary was mainly focused on Nikki's two wins in a row. What I'm basically saying is I don't get why they did this because I don't like that you used up two weeks of your Rhea and Charlotte build for something that to me either has no gain or is only a deficit to them because of the way you've built Nikki. You probably gain something positive for Nikki Cross. I decided neutral or negative, but then I said, no, actually, you know what? This is positive for Nikki Cross because um, as far as like her getting over or whatever, because at least she's on TV. Mm -hmm. At least she's on TV and back in front of fans who really like her. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's positive for Nikki than not because she's on television, finally, like she should be. Mm -hmm. But I don't get, Evan, how it's positive for either Rhea or Charlotte. The only person that can be slightly not as bad for is Charlotte because she has the Rhea confrontation as the reason she ran out of time. Rhea has no reason. She just couldn't beat her. Charlotte at least has like the the thinnest, you know, the 1% excuse, whereas Rhea has a 0%. She has nothing. So I don't, I don't know. Do you understand it, Evan? I don't get the point of this. So Charlotte did not get involved at all in the match last week? No, 
Not at all? Nothing happened that would warrant a distraction? Mm-mm. No, it was just Nikki and Rhea in the ring. Uh... Hmm. I don't know. Uh, like I said, you know, the, the, the Rhea Ripley version is, you know, rookie mistake type thing. Right. Uh, the thing with the Charlie is an overconfident, you know, cocky heel thing. Um, but, yeah, but how does it help them? Because what you're trying to do is build a feud up and help these two people. And I don't get how this helps either one of them. I don't think it helps, but it certainly doesn't hurt anybody. Um, it's fairly possible you don't that think with... it does? I don't think it hurts anybody. If anything, it adds nuance to some of the characters. Um, so, um, sorry about that. There was a, a bit of a, a cutoff there. Yeah, my internet has been poor to say the least as far as reliability as of late. Um, so sorry about that, but basically, Evan, what we were just saying was, um, and hopefully you can edit this well, um, what we were basically just saying, in case you hear this edit, uh, what you, what we were saying before we cut out, at least I believe anyway, we were talking about the Rhea, Charlotte, and Nikki thing, and we were basically just wrapping things up, and Evan feel has a kind of a positive outlook on it, and I kind of have a, well, what's the point of this outlook on it, Um and in the many, many words that I always say that stuff in. Um, I actually remember what the part I was at, too. Oh, yeah, go ahead. If you know so, where um, I mean, you probably didn't hear the little bit of this, but at least, you know, the, the people probably did. You people. Uh, anyway, uh, so basically I said it. I don't think it hurts anybody. Um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily help anybody, but it doesn't hurt anybody either. And I said that uh, essentially the... I think that this is, you know, with Hell in a Cell being the last pay-per-view before fans come back, it's fairly possible that nothing of note happens. So it's fairly possible that they just have uh, uh, Nikki Cross um, involved in this for mm-hmm. triple threat, you know, so she can take the pin or whatever. And a ample opportunity for Alexa to get involved and uh, bringing her back into the fold. All right, uh, next match on Monday Night Raw, Xavier Woods and Randy Orton. I bet you can guess who wins this one. Was it at least a good match? Um, I suppose it was. It's a B-grade from Sports Illustrated. Um, uh, Orton used Matt Riddle's Bro Derek finisher to win, so the RK Bro, or whatever the heck they're calling it, um, is, is now a thing. I I wasn't I guess I wasn't just didn't think it was a thing before, but now for sure it is. Um, Remember, uh, he uh, Matt Riddle won the match last week via an RKO. Yeah, so they're continuing that deal, and now Xavier Woods picks up the loss. Orton picks up the win. Um, I think I'm going to get to the third match later. 
That's the next one I really have to talk about. Later I may, on... I may remind you that you're on the internet clock, so you probably should keep it to a minimum. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why I'm going through everything else. Later on, you have T-Bar and Mace versus the Lucha House Party. I don't get why they're still card T-Bar and Mace, because they don't have the stuff on anymore. So... We just don't want to call Dijek Dijek now, I guess. Um, they destroyed Grand Metalik of the Lucha House Party and got the win. I don't really understand why they're still called Mace and T-Bar, but okay. Um, Sheamus took on both Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo. And, uh, well, Humberto Carrillo is the one that beat uh, Sheamus. So, yeah, I uh, Humberto Carrillo defeated Sheamus in this instance, and uh, Sheamus uh, looks like he beat Ricochet in the first half. This is doesn't this is written very confusingly, but um, this recap is written confusing as all hell. But it looks like Sheamus picked up one, and then Ricochet distracted, so Carrillo picked up the pin. So something going on here in the mid card. Mm-hmm. Between Seamus Curio and Ricochet. Next up, Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dane Brooke. Oh. So actually, no, I was wrong. Um, Alistair was not the most recent guy on TV. Lana was on TV Monday. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Uh, Dana Brooke covers and wins, so Naomi and Lana lose right before Lana is fired. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke get them going forward. Ex-members of, uh, what was it called? I almost said heavy machinery for no reason. The Hurt Uh, Business. Hurt Business, thank you. My God, I was trying to say big business. I was trying to say everything but what they actually were. The Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, they went one-on-one on Raw. This was the third in a series of matches in recent weeks, and Cedric Alexander, Cedric Alexander thumbed the eye for the victory against Shelton Benjamin. So Alexander and Benjamin only gets 30 seconds on Raw. Hmm. And a thumb to the eye is how Cedric Alexander wins. Now, to I be know... fair, to be fair, a thumb to an eye is very debilitating. Yeah, yeah, but but look, okay, even if you're gonna do that, why not do it later? Also, uh, look, I understand that, you know, it may I don't know. I mean, maybe you had a bunch of time for other stuff. Or well, apparently the first segment went over. There was a lot of yeah. There was a lot of promo beforehand. There was like there was. A lot of talking before the match actually happened. Okay, go short, but man, you got three hours of television. You really can't give these guys more than 30 seconds in the ring. Seriously? Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Like, really, guys? We really can't give them more than like two minutes in a ring. Or not even two minutes, 30 seconds, literally. That's just disappointing. This is stupid. 
That's what bugs me so bad about modern day WWE. Like we just we can't give people time. It's so dumb. Uh, do you have any comment on that? I mean, no. I mean, I know that the the first segment went over, and they had to have enough time for the main event. Uh, Styles and Omas face Jackson Riker and Elias. This was for the Raw Tag Team Titles. And uh, Omas and AJ Styles win. So, Omas mm-hmm. once again played a heavy part into this match, just like last week when he reached over and nearly murdered Elias. Um, he once again took care of Elias while AJ Styles took care of Riker in the ring. And that's how you finish end it, and that's how you finish happened. So those two won. Uh, main event, McIntyre versus Kingston. Best match of the night, pretty dang easy. McIntyre, well, he won with the Claymore, but still, this was really good. as Exactly as you would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, McIntyre wins the main event on a really, really terrible Raw. Yep. But I did skip one match. Mm. And I wanted to save it for now. And the then I'll worst... tell you then I'll tell you the fallout of it. Okay. The worst match on the show to me. Um the manager Reginald, who I believe does actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. So it's not as bad, but they don't say he did that. So it is bad for their presentation, but for those that know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so Reginald takes on Shayna Baszler. I was getting mad when Reginald was getting an offense. Like, legitimate offense. I was really mad when Reginald won. So, yeah. Reginald defeats Shayna Baszler, and that's it. Done, finitoed, over. In context, in context, uh, Shayna Baszler, you know, faced Reginald and Shayna had the match won. But, um, uh, of course, the uh, the uh, the uh, ring posts exploded in fire because of Alexa Bliss and distract it's distracting her, making Reginald be able to do a quick quick roll-up pin. Uh, afterwards, you know, later that night, she confronted Alexa Bliss and beat up Reginald, so. Look, any, whether it's a, a embarrassing, you know, distraction or whatever, any defeat of Phaser by a Reginald is hard for me to, hard for me to like. I mean, that was, that was the point. No, I mean, like, booking-wise. It's really hard for me to like this decision anyway. Um, All right, and then that's it for Raw. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, uh, NXT, and then we'll get out of here before my internet dies again. Uh, NXT was interesting. They they started it off with the uh, triple threat match to determine the number one contender. For the NXT Championship between Kylo O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne, 
Uh, it was a pretty good match up until the towards the end where um, where Adam Cole Bebe made his triumphant return and beat up everybody. Um, then uh, William Regal emerged with you know two security guards and ended up escorting them out. It was kind of funny because at the end, you know, it was kind of like they were like stalling a bit because like you know they were kicking him out. And then all of a sudden, they like speed up the kicking out process <laughs> as Ember Moon made her way to the ring. <laughs> um, so they kicked her out, and Ember Moon challenges Raquel to a match for the women's championship. As you may recall, uh, Raquel had beaten up Shotzi. Um, as this happened, they uh, came out and they were going to start things. But then uh, here comes William Regal once again to uh, make the save, you know, with security holding Raquel back. And while they were trying to send her back, she got attacked by Dakota Kai. And, you know, of course, you know how uh, people, you know, the hearing range of, of you know, the, the security and management is <laughs> small. Yes, so, yes, they uh, do not have very good ears. So, so they, uh, they continue to... Um, escort Raquel out and then Dakota leaves and then they turn around and be like, oh my gosh, Amber, what's wrong? And of course they kick out uh, Dakota Kai as well. So now, uh, by the way, the takeover is going to happen in two weeks, I think, or next week. Uh, We're coming soon for NXT. Um, and she will get a women's championship match at TakeOver. And next week, uh, she will be taking on Dakota Kai. Jake Atlas defeated LA Knight. I believe there was a distraction because Cameron Grimes, of course, was there with Ted DiBiase. Apparently, there's, they are going to face each other at... Knight and Grimes or DiBiase and Grimes? Knight and Grimes. Okay, because I'm much, I'm much less interested in one of those. <laughs> um, maybe to determine who's going to be the million dollar man uh, uh, Adam Cole returned and he was you know had cut a very good promo and Kieran Cross came out in front of him and probably cut one of his best promos um, that should uh, be good hmm? that should be good mm-hmm. um William Regal came out once again, uh, this time without his security guards, um, saying that, Adam Cole, you will not weasel your way into another match for the NXT Championship. And then Kieran Cross says, shut up. I want all of them. So now it's going to be a, a fatal five-way for the NXT Championship at TakeOver, which would be the three people that were in the match um, at the beginning of the night and Adam Cole. And then Kushida did an open challenge and defeated Carmelo Hayes. To... Not Carmella, that's different. Carmelo, yeah. Yeah, the one less L in no A. Um, the Way defeated Zoe Stark and Zeta, Z- Zeta, Zeta, Zamir, Zeta Ramir. Um, and you had the... Uh, NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, MSK, defeat Legado del Fantasma to uh, close things out. So that's uh, pretty much all for 
uh, NXT. Uh, yeah, a few uh, good matches that are set up for you know the coming weeks. And that's it for the program. Yep. All right. Well, with that being it for us, uh, and before the AT and T goes out again, I am going to say, uh, everybody, Evan, you, my friend, mm-hmm. have a safe time, and uh, everybody, get get the vaccine. We are continuing our push to make Triple H the head of everything, and continuing our push to get the people to have the damn vaccines. Mm-hmm. Because it, um, this week, Moderna and Pfizer both applied for full total authorization, which requires six months trials. At six months, the vaccines are still both over 90% uh, efficacy rate. So both vaccines still very good. Even after a period like six months, there is no reason, unless, of course, you have some severe allergic reaction or it would harm you in some way. But for most people, there's no reason to not get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Please get the stupid vaccines. Just get them, you stupid, stupid people. Get mm-hmm. the vaccines. If you have, good for you. And in many states, there's an incentive for you to get the vaccine. I wish I got my incentive for the vaccine. But, you know, because I'm a good person. But, hey, we can't award good people. Um, anyway, very humble too. Full, Just ask him. <laughs> shut up. Um, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. A mask is still probably a good idea, even if you're vaccinated because cold and flu. Well, and have a good like morning. Flu season yet, though. Well, people around my workplace have been sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. And bye bye, everybody. <laughs>